All right, so here we are on Sunday morning. This is the Sunday morning with the Elohim. Sunday, October the 22nd in 2023. We gather here for two hours, and please check it out. What we do here is we have been told that by several people, we are communicating with sources that are claiming being in a a higher state of being in a different dimension. And it has been going on for many years that with a group of people, we have been working with these sources. We ask you if it's new to you to check it out, kick the tires and see if the materials that we work with resonate with you. We wish you a happy Sunday. And as usual, this is a simulcast with a conference call. More people joining in with the things we hear. I welcome you all. If you want to, please say your names and locations. Roger in Austin. Welcome, Roger. Hi, Roger. Hi, Roger. Morning, hi. Hi. I hear Joan. Hi, everybody. Joan, welcome. Thank you. Anyone else? Very in the Good morning, everyone. Terry Marie, welcome. And I think I heard some uh, M&Ms dingling in the background. You sure did. Welcome, Mike and Mary. Anyone else? Feel free to say your name or location. Yeah, it's Lauren from Fort Washington. Good morning, Lauren. Welcome. Morning, Lauren. Anyone else? Someone's talking in the background. Let's see uh, if I can find the line. Welcome to the conference call. Please say name and location. <laughs> it's Ken from Hi, from Sedona. Welcome, Ken, and welcome, Raiden. Hi, Raiden. Hi, Ken and Raiden. Okay. That's Doing good. Thanks, everybody. Who's talking in the background? I got it. Got it. Happy Sunday. This is the Sunday morning with the Elohim. If you just dialed in through BBS Radio Online, thank you for being here. We'll be starting in just a moment. You know, maybe this is uh, the world's first multidimensional simulcast. (laughs) I mean, we're not just on BBS Radio in the conference line. We've got a whole team of beings in 5D on the line. And, you know, I'll I'll tell people on VBS radio, don't believe any of this. This is not a faith-based organization, uh, but things happen. If you start coming to these calls and you listen over time, could be a short time, could be a longer time, but um, something happens and you know that what we're saying is true. Like something phenomenal, something miraculous. And they say they're paying attention to everyone on this call. And um, we, had to, we had two incidents that I can um, point out. One is One time, Terry was channeling, 
and uh, she started speaking. It sounded like another another language, and and it was about, you know it was very short. It was about two or two minutes, and and then she didn't know what it was, and no one knew what it was. And the next day, I got an email from a lady in Turkey. It said, she said, they wish me happy birthday in Tur- Turkish and even used my name. So that's one, one incident. And uh, what's all that noise? Hi, shall we mute everybody? Let's do that. And uh, Jackie isn't here. Cecil is. I don't know how much longer. Cecil, Cecil, are you going to be around for a little or? For about five minutes. Okay. Okay. So So, um, hold hold on one second. All participants are muted and they can unmute themselves. So when if you open up, I'm going to start the recording. It is October 22nd. Here we go. The recording has started. This is October 22nd, 2023. And my name is Wynne Free. And we do this call every Sunday. For the past 20 years, I have been communicating with an intelligence that identified itself by the name the Council of Elohim. And it kind of started when my partner woke me up in the middle of the night and said, get a tape recorder out. And I had no idea what was going to happen next, but I did what she said. And suddenly, a voice was seemingly coming through her that didn't quite sound like her. I wasn't sure, but, you know, they said, we're here, ask us questions. And that was the beginning of this communication with what was identified as the Council of Elohim, where I've been asking questions for 20 years. They've never told me to do anything other than ask them questions. And we put together a library of about 2,000 these sessions where we have covered material that's never been in this realm before. And then there's been a number of events that occurred that were phenomenal. We could say miraculous to myself and to the people on this call. And hi, this is Terry Marie here. Yes, he is. You want to unmute Terry? Yes. Okay, Terry Marie. Hello. Good morning, Terry Marie. Good morning. Okay. So, uh, you know, I'll mention that one, a little over a year ago, Terry Brown, who was the channel, uh, left this left her body, and uh, and I remember when it happened. It happened in her bed 
in the house. And I was just very sorrowful. And I said, well, this is the end of it. And a couple days later, laying in bed, in a semi-sleep, and my hand was in the air. And it felt like Terry grabbed my hand and held it. And, you know, I had been going to the hospital for at least a month, holding her hand every day for an hour. And it was the same feeling. And I said, am I making this up? Am I making this up? And then over the next week, various people that have been coming to this call started calling me and telling me, I think I got a message from Terry. And I started talking to them or to what identified itself as Terry. And I would ask questions that only Terry could answer. And she was answering them correctly. And um, this has been going on now for a few months. And we've had the opportunity to ask many questions and learning many things directly you know, people talk about 5D, graduating from this realm, and that we're in ascension period, an ascension period. And um, we've had this opportunity to ask a multitude of questions about what it's like, and uh, and we get a firsthand report from Terry, who has become everybody's friend while she was in a body and is still everybody's friend. And she brought a bunch of friends with her when she comes in, including the Elohim, including various beings on the other side who we've spoken to. And you don't have to believe it's real at first. Just be curious and check it out. That's what I did. Because I don't believe things, and you shouldn't believe things like this blindly, because there are what what they call trickster entities on the other side that will try to, um, how should we say it, take over the line and fool us. In other words, that it's not really Terry talking or it's not really whoever they say they are. And, uh, and you know, when this first started happening, uh, it took me three years to be sure enough that it was real, to be willing to put it out to the public in the way we're doing right now. It was not only real, but it was very important. And it was kind of breakthrough, the kind of information we were getting. And one of the things that really put me through the roof on the fact that it was real is that I asked them, I asked our sources, who Terry was, you know, um, who were speaking to us through Terry, was Terry ever anybody famous in a past lifetime? And Terry was very shy was very shy. I think she's still a little shy. 
Um, oh, wait, we've got to call in late. Let me just stop off and turn it over to Cecil. You know, to honor this interdimensional connection, we have this little um, routine or uh, that which we call calling in the light, which is acknowledging all those beings that are here right now. And I'm turning it over to Cecil, I think. Cecil, I am muted. Are you back? At the same time, I unmuted, so okay. <laughs> it didn't work so good. Okay, here we go. One infinite creator, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and fill everyone in attendance, including those on BBS radio. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe through the galaxies, through the Milky Way through our solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth, through our bodies and anchored into the Earth. We invite our higher density friends who are service to others, honoring the law of one to join with us. And we co-create a loving group energy connection for the highest and greatest good for all, honoring free will. And back to you, Mr. Free. Thank you, Mr. Sea Serpent. <laughs> Cecil the Sea Serpent is what Cecil called. And you got in there at the last minute. I was about to about to hang up. Got to go now. Bye. See you on the replay. All right. Well, good. Thank you. You know, it, it's amazing how I always forget it. I start talking and I say, "Oh, wait a second. Wait a second. I'm forgetting something." All right. So usually. Another thing we do is we say hello to Terry and give her a wave, Terry and friends. And Terry and Marie can acknowledge that they're, they wave back. And uh, I'm not making this up. We're not crazy. We might be crazy, but I'm not making this up. We had so many validations that it's real. So, um, Terry Marie, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay, so let's wave to Terry. Hi, Terry and and friends. Thank you all for being here and holding the space for this call. And um, is Terry waving back? Uh, yes, they're all they're all here. Okay. I'm happy, happy to be here. And I think you were knocking a little bit last night, weren't you? Mm. Mm. Terry, yes, yes. Terry knocks on my walls so I don't get lonely. And, little reminders. Uh, it's little reminders that she's there. Yeah. And uh, and apparently, or she says she's always monitoring me, and it has been quite remarkable. Like uh, I think about six weeks ago, eight, eight no longer than two months ago, my next door neighbor called me. 
and uh, like most neighbors, we hardly ever talked to her. And I don't think she had a clue what, what I'd do. She called me and said, when I don't know how to tell you this, but she knew Terry died. She said, I think Terry is talking to me. And um, she said, to tell you this, and she said, tell Wynn to go see a doctor. And um, this woman has never had an experience like this in her life. And I think she was, would probably have normally been skeptical that such a thing was possible. But I went to the doctor, and I found out I had something that was serious enough that needed looking after. And uh, thanks, Terry. And um, I'm just giving you an idea of some of the crazy things that happen here, around here. And uh, I think Terry has been communicating with Raiden and paying attention to Raiden. They were friends when they were, they were in the physical. And uh, to Shirley. And Heise, do you notice if um, Janine is here? No, I have not seen her. Do you know her number? Um, I have it somewhere, yes. I mean, I could tell you, but I don't know if I should put it out on the air. See if you can find her number. Give her a call, because uh, I was I was going to have Fred come in. Okay. And, and work with her. And she said, be sure and call me. Okay. Okay. All right. So, Terry, anything new from your point of view? <laughs> Business as usual. Uh, Pardon me? Business as usual. Everything is as usual? Yes. yes. <laughs> that's that's not usual, though, is it? Is that why you're laughing? That's Terry Marie laughing. Yes. Nothing, nothing really new. It's just, you know. But, more of the same old miraculous stuff, huh? Right, right. Okay. Well, Terry, Fred Brooks was I'm telling everybody that's listening to us, you know, when we, on the calls we've been doing over the past 20 years we've been doing this, we've had many, many amazing guests from this side, not from the other side, including Dr. Terry Friedman, who believed he was a reincarnation of
Jesus' apostle Matthew. And he wrote a book about the same. And uh, I convinced myself that that was really true. Yeah, I'm not going to tell the story now. But I had an amazing synchronicity that convinced me that it was true. We've had... um, Carla Rucker, who was the channel for the raw material, was my co-host for about five years on our Sunday call. And hi, was that you moving around just then? You're asking what? Did you get? Did you get her? No, I'm still looking for it. Hang on a second here. Okay, nobody listened to this. Can you text me? Oh, yeah, I could, couldn't I? Who else have we had? We think we've had um, the reincarnation of Tesla, who is a regular participant on our calls at this point. And uh, who else? Amelia Earhart. Amelia Earhart. And since we've been talking to Terry on the other side, one day I mentioned John Lennon's name, who, as you all know, was shot in the doorway to his apartment building in New York City, and I looked one day, and I said, is is John here? And he showed up. He He said he was John. And then I started asking a bunch of questions. And I know a lot about the Beatles. You know, you know, I've been a musician, a songwriter, and uh, and we tracked the Beatles very closely. I was in a rock and roll band, and uh, when all that was going on, we were tracking the Beatles. And now John is tracking us. And uh, and we even started to write a song together. And uh, Terry Marie, is John there? Yes, he's with the group. Hi, John. Hello, hello. 
Anything you'd like to say? Thanks for the invite. It's good to be here. You know, I have this theory that in some of your songs, you, guys, I'm going to send you an email, okay? I can't send a text. You were referring to 5D, okay? Mm. And, but I don't think you knew it at the time, or, you know, I don't know if you you would have said that. But songs like Strawberry Fields Forever. Yes. You think that was about 5D? And I didn't know of it at the time. It was coming from somewhere. Yes. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was writing songs, oftentimes I would start with a line and I didn't know where it would go. And before you know it, it looked like a song. And it it was very, how can I say it? It flowed better than I could have ever imagined. I could write something like that. Yes. And, and I decided I was partially channeling or something. And at the time, I didn't even... If someone told me I was channeling, I would have gotten hostile. Because I didn't believe in that. I didn't trust it. But I have a feeling you wrote songs in a similar way. Am I right? Yes, yes. I felt Mm -hmm. I had help. I felt I had help, but I didn't know who or what, where it was coming from. Well, now that you're on the other side, were you able to meet your help? Yes, Yes. my guides, angels. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. They, did, they, did, did they introduce themselves to you and try to take credit for any of the songs? Mm-hmm. No, it was just understood when we met. I see. I mean, that would be a first, a copy, copyright infringement from heaven, right? <laughs> yes, no, that doesn't happen. Yeah, well, they don't need earthly rewards. No. And were they, if you know, were they from the Elohim group or the Ra group? Mm-hmm. From the Ra group, yes. From the Ra group? Yes. You know, as as we've learned, there are two major group souls that are impacting our planet. Probably more, but two major. One is the Elohim group. And the Elohim group is who started talking to me initially through Terry, telling, asking me to ask him questions. And as 
I kept asking questions. I had this whole new idea of God unfolding because Elohim was the word for God, still is. The Jews use that word. The Mormons use that word. But they are not God in the way religion, we would think of God in terms of religions, religious definitions. But they are very powerful. And they and they can manipulate reality, and um, they do it by frequencies. Like they would probably say that the physical world we live in is really what seems like hard and solid is not. It's a bunch of frequencies. Our body is a bunch of frequencies. Tesla said, made some statement about that. Everything is frequency. And so the Elohim say they existed before there was a physical universe. And they started, they were just energy bodies and they started experimenting to see what what to do next. And they learned they could create frequencies together. And they would aim the frequencies to the, to the same point. And they would cause nodes to occur. And where a node occurred, there would be a point in the physical universe developing. And they kept experimenting with this and were spinning out galaxies and they said they were having a very joyous time seeing, wow, look at that. Did you see what we just did? And, and over time, they kept refining this and refining this and they created DNA, which was the beginning of life as we know it. And uh, DNA is actually like a cosmic receiver for frequencies. And and then I asked them, where, where, does, where does the soul come from? And they explained it. They said, the DNA attracts energy from the field around it. And if that energy forms around it, it becomes a permanent attachment. And it's a soul, which is constantly absorbing frequencies and changing and reprogramming the DNA. And one of the amazing things that I've learned that I have not ever heard anyone say say this in metaphysical groups, that when you die, your soul continues. People say that, everyone says that. And then the soul comes into a new body 
And everyone says that. This is how reincarnation occurs. But the soul is carrying the DNA of the past lifetime. So when I asked the Elohim, was Terry anybody famous? They told me to look up St. Catherine of Siena, which I did. And I found the story of this young woman that would go to the local church in Siena, Italy, and they would write down everything she said because they thought God was speaking to them through her. When she died, all her channelings were compiled in a book called St. Catherine's Dialogues with God, which became a classic of Catholic literature. And Terry had a remarkable resemblance to this St. Catherine. And the more I studied St. Catherine, the more obvious it was to me that that was Terry was that person reincarnated. And of course, this lifetime, she's left a legacy of over 2,000 channeling sessions, which are posted online on the Spirit Channel. Dot net, the spirit channel. Dot net, and uh, and that website has gotten I think 185,000 views, so probably rivaling how many people read Saint Catherine's Dialogues with God. That was 1300 A.D. And I should mention um, that I did my first public um, talk uh, on a podcast with Jill Jardine and Tammy Andrews, who's been a regular attendee to our calls over many years. New Jill and put us together. And I'm honored to have Jill on the line right now. And maybe she can tell us how you can listen to that podcast with me that we did last week. And hi, do you see Jill? You know how to unmute her? Hi, Wynn. Hi, everybody. This is Jill. I want to thank you for um, telling me about this call. I've been in kind of a trance just listening, just like what happened when you were on my podcast this week. Myself and the engineer went into an altered state as the Elohim came through unannounced. But, yes, so everybody can listen to that interview. You did a fabulous job. They can go on, look at a podcast on every major platform, Cosmic Scene with Jill Jardine. It's available on Apple, Google, Spotify, Oh, Podcast Addict, uh, Amazon Music, Audible, pretty much all podcast carriers. And you did a fabulous job. And I had to check out these calls because of the effect I had while you were talking about the Elohim on the show. And you also shared about the book that you wrote, The Reincarnation of 
Edgar Casey. And yeah, it was a great interview. Thank you so much, Wynn. And I'm, I'm glad that, um, so go check it out because it is live. It was live since Friday. So thank you. Jill, tell us something about yourself. You're an astrologer, right? Yes, um, based out of the um, south of Boston, south shore of Boston. I've been an astrologer professionally for over 30 years, but I also, um, I'm a hypnotherapist and a healer of various modalities, and I uh, study the, Ve- the Vedic teachings of Sanskrit mantra, and I um, transmit healing through Sanskrit mantra. Um, that's definitely a past life, the astrology and the uh, Sanskrit. I kind of, when I first, I had a soul knowledge of both of them. And when I started first um, learning the mantras, my teacher couldn't believe how accurate um, the pronunciation was. So that to me is a past life uh, in India as a Jyotisha. So yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> and I have this podcast, yeah, since, since um, COVID. Uh, since 2020, I started this podcast. It's pretty popular. Um, so everybody should, if they want to hear you, check it out. I'll tell you something, a little tidbit of trivia. At one point, they said I was one of the writers of the Vedas. Uh, and the Vedas are a Hindu group of spiritual texts. Am I right? Right, like the Rig Veda. Um, there's the Puranas, the Vedas, and the Tantra texts. And yeah, the Vedas are chock full of very, very interesting stories and mantras. So thanks for that contribution. Now, I'm a Taurus with Gemini rising and a Gemini moon. Yes, you know, one you're very prolific, obviously speaking, writing, and the 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 very you know the varied activities of your life with that with that Gemini. But the Taurus, so you're a Taurus sun, right? Fourth yes. in the twelfth. That would be that past life bleed through. Sun in the twelfth. The soul had unfinished business, which you brought in from a previous incarnation. And so, but you, you were learning how to be very, in this lifetime, you had to be very much in your body, very present, uh, in the physical form, um, part of your, part of your gift in this lifetime is bringing spirit into matter and teaching others how to do that. So I think you're doing a pretty good job. I have to look at the rest of your chart. I'm also a Vedic astrologer. I kind of, um, I've been Western for many years since I was a teenager, it just came to me. Um, but I've been studying the Vedic astrology, totally different system, which can tell us a lot, a lot of other things that Western astrology doesn't tell us. Uh, Vedic astrology very much can tell us, um, you know, trajectory of the soul. And I mean, all astrology does, but yeah, I kind of work with both systems. Um, but yeah, so you, 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 you know, I don't know your other planets, but you're definitely here to communicate spirit into form and, um, teach others about bringing spirit spirit into matter and then um yeah so that's what i i'm feeling all the buzzing i feel like the elohim are here my whole body's buzzing right now thank you i know the, feel, I know the feeling well listen if somebody wants to go to your website and they're interested in getting a reading or listening to the any sure. podcast including mine is that jilljardine.com yeah, jilljardineastrology.com 
Thank you. Just guardian okay. astrology back. Yeah, so the other thing is when she was talking about John Lennon, I felt George Harrison come through. I And I I heard him say that um, he's with Prabhupada. I don't know, he started giving me a whole discourse on like how Krishna consciousness is not really what it was represented here on the earth <laughs> through, that, through the ISKCON movement. But I just, you know, I just kind of, so it's interesting. When when John Lennon came in, I felt George Harrison was here too. <laughs> Terry Murray, is George Harrison here? Yes, yes. Hi, George. Says hello. When I have not received an email yet regarding uh, Janine, her phone number. Yeah, I wonder. Can you repeat this website? J I L L Jill Jardine J A R D I N E Astrology dot com all one word Jill Jardine Astrology dot com. Okay, spell the middle name again or last name. J A R D I N E D as in David I N as in Nancy E Astrology dot com. Thank you. Thank you. Well, as it says that I sent it, okay? Yeah, probably to an old email address. Let me try three guys. That's the one you need, yes. Okay, I sent it to Free Eyes. So, George, you know, Jill, you notice how I double task? <laughs> yes, Mr. All my, Gemini. All my Gemini. All right. You multitask, uh, not double. Right. You multitask, multiverse. Mm-hmm. You know, one time uh, we were doing this through Terry Marie. We had a, we had a number of people, or a few people, that had been coming to our calls that died, and I could. If I called them in, they'd be immediately present. And uh, so one one time, I called I, I I called all of them in, and we suddenly had five people that Barry Murray was channeling, talking to all the people on the call who they knew from being on the call for years. And I mean. I never know what I'm going to do, and I just, it just kind of blew my mind when that happened. You know, me too. Yeah. And now we got 
John and George on the line, right? And George, did you learn a lot about songwriting being around Paul and John? Oh, yes, they were very helpful. I had started on my own, but they were a great help to me, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I heard that when everybody was in a body, that you felt they didn't give you enough front and center for your songwriting abilities. Mm-hmm. John is listening now, so be nice. But... <laughs> Yes, it was. I felt that way, and uh, they knew that. Uh, and uh, but I didn't push it. Eventually, they understood and gave me more. Of, uh, what's what? What's your favorite song of your songs? Oh, <laughs> my sweet lord. That's the Christmas song, right? Yes. And did you say you saw, what's his, I can never say his name, right? Prabhupada? Mm-hmm. Yes. On the other side? Yes. Prabhupada is the Hindu guy who founded the Christian movement in this country. And when I lived in Berkeley, he had a storefront in Haight-Ashbury. And my girlfriend, Jillian, and I used to go attend his little lectures that he gave in the storefront. Were you, were you aware of that location, George? Unless you were in San Francisco, you might not know. But um, I kind of liked them. And I used to eat at the Krishna restaurant in in Berkeley all the time. Mm. And particularly, I ate at the Krishna restaurant in Culver City. And uh, I don't think they chant Harry Krishna in heaven, do they? No. No. No, Say say that again? No, we don't. Uh, We don't. Mm -hmm. Things are different here. Now, if you were a Krishna in this lifetime, did you also have a connection with Jesus? Yes. And you have a connection with Jesus on the other side? No? Yes. Okay. Yes. Because he has come to our calls quite a bit. And is working with our group. Mm-hmm. 
And do you and John talk very often? We, uh, we connect, we communicate, yes. I don't, you don't really talk in 5D, do you? No, not like, you know, not like in 3D, no. Yeah. It's kind of, it's all, telepa- all telepathic, right? Mm, understood, yes. Yeah. Uh, more than telepathic, even. Yeah. Well, I, I thank you so much for coming in, and mm. I hope I hope you come in often to contribute your energy to the call that we do. You know. Yes. Mm. My pleasure. Did you get along? I bet you got you got along with Ringo pretty good, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Did you get along mm-hmm. with Ringo? Ringo. Ringo, yes, yes. Ringo seems to me was the most joyful, egoless guy in the group. Mm-hmm. Would you say that? He was very laid back. Nothing seemed to bother him too much. Right, right. All right. And, uh, John, did I leave any threads hanging in our conversation? No. No? Okay. And hi, did you get your name? The um, it says the call you're trying to reach is uh, not accepting calls at this time. No, that sounds like her. Oh well, well I want to bring Fred on. Hmm. And Fred Brooks was somebody that came to our calls regularly, and when he started coming to our calls. He was already doing something. He was connecting with groups on the other side, and he could direct them into this realm to do healings and clearings. And a number of people on our call used his services, and he was able to clear their homes, get rid of negative entities, stuff like that. And I briefly asked him, because he's on the other side and he did die, he left his body. I did ask him about this and he said he's still doing the same work on the other side. So I thought it would be interesting to bring him in and talk about it. So, Janine, you have Fred Brooks present. I said, Janine, I met mm-hmm. Terry Marie. Yes, he's listening. Yes. So, Fred, 
when you moved into the higher realm, did you connect with the same sources that were working with you while you're in a body? Yes. Yes, I did. And did you do that immediately or very quickly? Mm-hmm. Uh, an appropriate term uh, it happened eventually, I suppose, in your terms, yes. Mm-hmm. And do you, do you still work with Isabella? Isabella? Yes. Well, you and you and were you and Isabella officially married? Soulfully, yes. Soulfully, yes. Because I noticed she was going by the name Isabella Brooks now. Not important. No, I know. I know. She probably likes to identify with you, though. So, um, and I know we spoke briefly, uh, and I asked if you were still working with some of the people in our group. Yes. In your in your healing, and you mentioned Jadid, and Jadid yeah. yeah. is supposed to be on this call, mm. but he, he's not. When you're doing this healing work, is it is, is it more effective if somebody's present? Not necessarily. If they ask for it, if they ask for help, we help whether they're on the call or not. So, in any case, I wanted to ask for a healing for Janine, if that's possible. You know, she's in a, she's in a really she's in agreement. Okay. She suffers a lot, and sometimes she thinks she doesn't want to be in this realm. Yeah. And uh, so, when you're working on Janine, are you working with Shay? Shay assists me, yes. Yeah. I'm just letting the energy come in. There is a knock on the ceiling. (laughs) Is that you, Terry? Me and the group, yes. Now, oftentimes I notice I'll be thinking something and there's a knock. And it feels like you're affirming something that I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Am I? Am I? Am I? Is that true? Yes, that happens at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
you know, that they stop talking. Because when I brought when I brought Fred in, I was feeling some healing energy flow. Strong, strong energy. What was energy? Strong energy coming through. Yes. Strong. Can the people of the call request that energy for themselves right now? They can. It's coming through. Some can feel it. All right. Everyone just breathe. Breathe it in. Breathe it in. Are you working with any of the psychic surgeons on the other side? Not at this time. Now, if I put it out, you know, you used to do house clearings. And yes. you could bring the bring the energy into somebody's home and clear it of anything negative. Yes. Are you are you still able to do that? I think you are. Uh, yes, but. Uh... It depends on the person's request and whether they can connect or not. Uh, their desire. Uh, but yes, we can. We can do that. Should I ask the people that are on the line if they want to, to request the house clearing? Mm-hmm. Yes, but we can't do it at this time for everyone. Uh, individually, uh, in their own time, when they request it, is better. Okay. Now, when we did that, I found myself going into a rather neutral state. And I was thinking, is that because my energy is being used for this home clearing as well? 
You made a connection. We felt your connection. Yeah. Okay. And some of the other people on the call might have felt that as well. So Possibly. Well, I think on that note, let me tell you what else is going to happen on this call. Um, I'm going to do a replay, or a partial replay, of an old shadowing of Terry's. And then we do a healing list. Okay. Now, if you're listening on BBS or you're on the phone, some of you may notice these waves of energy that flow through the call. And if you do that, if you're noticing that, it means that your energy is making a connection with what they call 5D energy. We are in 3D, and most of the healing energies come from 5D or higher, and they're on this call, and they they want to help you. So let's do a healing switch. Like clear out everything old and come into that flow from 5G. And there was another knock from Terry if you heard it. When those deaths first started to happen, um, I kept thinking it was half something or something like that. But I was wrong. Okay, so um, let me get my computer so we can start this replay. I can start it now, whenever you want. Can I give the, the time where it starts? Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Okay. Here we go. And it had some similarities to Atlantis. And there were warring factions on the planet. And they ended up having massive nuclear explosions. The planet exploded itself. The whole planet exploded and became the asteroid belt. And there were two billion people on the planet. And I'm going to read some of the raw material information on this. There were two billion people and the entire population, every single person ended up in the quote raw tangled mass of fear and became unconscious that they existed. Okay. They were they were suspended. You know, in a normal death process, which we've talked about many times, you end up in an astral body, you end up being very aware of yourself, you can move around and you're not limited in your movements. You can just think, I want to go there, and you go there. You can choose another body, and you can incarnate again. Or if you graduate the realm, you go to higher dimensions. And, you know, I'm left with some questions, because we talk a lot about the heaven realm. And when there's this kind of explosion, what happens to the heaven realm, okay? Um, What happens to all the discarnate beings in the astral? And I don't think um, the raw material addressed that. And I don't know, Terry, do you know the answer to that, Terry? Hello, Terry. Would you repeat the question? The question was, if a planet has the kind of incident that happened on Maldek, what happens to all the souls in the astral? What happens to the heaven realm for that planet? It all becomes paralyzed Mm. because the patterns, the those matrices that make up the soul matrix, um, it's all disintegrated. Mm-hmm. However, like the heaven realm would probably, uh, it depends upon the conflagration and whether it would take out heaven for that mm-hmm. planet or not. Mm-hmm. Because if it would be broad enough to take out all of the factors, it could paralyze everything, mm-hmm. stop progress. 
Okay. So, in any case, the way the raw material wrote it was the two billion souls on that planet were paralyzed. And they probably would have stayed paralyzed in this tangled mass for all eternity if there was not some intervention. And the Ra group said there was an intervention. And the Confederation, and I don't talk about the Confederation very much because I think there are people that misuse the word Confederation to indicate that there's positive ETs that are going to save us. And so in the raw material idea, it doesn't seem to be true. It seems that when they have done interventions, and they talk about an intervention they did, which we've talked about before, when they showed up in, bo in light bodies in Egypt, and they did miracles there and healings there, and built the pyramids by levitation, according to the Ruckert material and the Casey material, um, it ended up bad because when they left, the priesthood, who was somewhat competitive with them because the priesthood was using their unique connection with the higher realms to control people and to create fear. Similar to the way religion at its worst can do the same thing. And the raw incident was 10,000 BC. And for thousands of years after that, Egypt was under the control of the priesthood and secret all kinds of secret societies. And they even used the name Ra because that was the name that people knew when all these miracles happened. They used the name Ra to imply they had the same connection with the same Ra, that Ra was talking to them. But that was not true. They were talking to negative sources and perhaps Anunnaki sources. And there may have been an Anunnaki that was walking around saying they were Ra. And when you hear the name Amun-Ra, that was the name for this negative Ra source. And you might notice that in prayers 
prayers often end with the word Amen. And I'm almost sure that came from the the Ra impersonator in Egypt, okay? And um, so this, you can see how hard it is to, you know, for them to make a difference in this realm by direct contact. And so they said that was a mistake and they won't do it again. And um, the negative uses every opportunity to take something positive and reorient it to their own agendas, okay? So when we look at things that are happening in the world today, this kind of discernment is important because you never know who's going to make an announcement and say they're Jesus here and not be. And even Wilcock, who was the priest in Egypt, who the Ra group connected with, from my perspective, is, and I'm not sure that he knows this is happening. I'm not sure. But Corey Good, I'm sure of. And David is influenced by people. He's impressionable. And he's constantly looking for things that he thinks are positive to put into the world. And Corey Good is saying that the blue blue avians, some kind of ET bird people, are the source of the raw material, which there is absolutely no evidence to that being true. And David is reinforcing this idea. So you can see how important knowing what the truth is and being able to make some attempt at distinguishing from negative sources that are attempting to influence this realm and David and Corey Good are very popular, okay? They're headliners at ET conventions and Conscious Life Expos. And yet, it is misleading people. And there is an agenda. And I don't want to go into what the agenda is, but there's an attempt to take people and turn them into leaders to mislead people. So, let me go to this page here, and I just give you the exact words 
of Ra concerning the two billion people who ended up frozen in this tangled mess of fear. And if you remember, the raw material was based on a series of questions from Don Elkins to Ra, who was being channeled through Carla. And Don was a very smart physics professor at the University of Kentucky. And he was very curious about how everything worked. And it was interesting when we did this uh, webinar yesterday, somebody said that I'm a little bit similar to Don Elkins in the way that I ask my questions and in the way that I have a scientific background. And of course, we're talking to the Elohim. And we have broached on this subject of Maldek, but I didn't do any deep, extensive questions. I may in the future. But um, basically, they endorsed the raw material and what was coming through. So here's the questions and answers. When Maldek was destroyed, did all the people of Maldek have the problem, or were some advanced enough to transfer to other planets? Ra. In the occurrence of planetary dissolution, none escaped. For this is an action which redounds to the social complex of the planetary complex itself. None escaped the knot or tangle. Question. You said that Maldek was destroyed due to warfare. If Maldek hadn't destroyed itself due to warfare, would it have become a planet that evolved with self-service? And would the entities have increased in density? gone on to say the fourth and fifth density in the negative sense or the sense of self-service. Ra. The planetary social memory complex. And um, I'll make a comment. When they use the planetary social complex, I believe when I talk about the collective consciousness of humans, it's a similar um, concept that all of us together make an energy that from the higher realms they they see the collective energy of the planet first before they see individual souls and they monitor the collective Maldek had in common with your own sphere the situation of a mixture of energy directions. Thus, 
it, though unknown, would most probably have been a mixed harvest. A few moving to the fourth density, a few moving towards fourth density surface to self, and the great majority repeating third density. This is approximate due to the fact that parallel possibility probability vortices cease to exist when action occurs, and at which point they're reset and begun. So what they're saying there is once the planet exploded, that all the possibilities of who graduates, who doesn't graduate, no longer were relevant, and they were reset. Question. Is all of the Earth's population, then, the human population of the Earth, are all of them originally from Malbec? Ra, this is a new line of questioning and deserves a place of its own. The ones who are harvested to your sphere from the sphere known before the disillusion as other names, but to your people as Maldek, many incarnated within your Earth's surface rather than upon it. Now, if I read that again, and, and remember, you have to still assume the possibility that this may not be exactly right, that it could have been misinterpreted by Carla, or whatever. But what they're saying is, the ones who were harvested to your sphere from the sphere known before its dissolution as other names. Okay, now, I, I read it differently and I understood it differently there. It sounded like they were harvested before the sphere exploded, before Maldek exploded, but that's not what they're saying. They're saying, uh, before it exploded, it was known by other names. But to your people, as Maldek incarnated many within your Earth's surface rather than upon it. The population of your planet contains many various groups harvested from other second-dimensional and cycled third-dimensional spheres. You are not all one race or background of beginning. The experience you share is unique to this time-space continuum. Question. Then no incarnation occurred before this master 75,000-year cycle of Maldek entities. 
wrong. This is correct in the sense of incarnation in third density time space. Now, that brings up a question which I would like to ask Jim McCarty. And it says, now the question is, were there beings that graduated from Maldek and ended up on Earth before it exploded? And and if they're talking about the master 75,000-year cycle, then they're not necessarily talking about when it exploded, okay? Because that was not probably at the end of the cycle, although it could have been. Okay. Question. You said that entities from Maldek might go, some may go to fourth density negative. Are there people who go out of our present third density to places in the universe? and serve, which are fourth density, service to self, negative types of planets. Ra, your question is unclear. Please restate. Questionnaire. I think it would clarify things for us to go back to the time-space just before the transfer of souls from Maldek, to see how the law of one operated with respect to this transfer and why this was necessary. What happened to Maldek or the people on Maldek to cause them to lose their planet? How long ago did this occur? Ra, the people of Maldek had a civilization somewhat similar to that of the societal complex known to you as Atlantis, and that it gained much technological information and used it without care for the preservation of their sphere. Following majority extent, following to a majority extent, the complex of thought, ideas, and actions, which you may associate with your so-called negative polarity or service to self. This was, however, for the most part, couched in a sincere belief thought structure, which seemed to the perceptions of the mind-body complexes of the sphere to be positive and of service to others. Now, that's very interesting right there, and I can see how that relates to now. For example, the people who were service to self didn't identify themselves as service to self. They were service to others in their own identification. And it might be similar to how those who feel 
that great population reduction is a positive action and service to, to the advancement of humanity to only have the more evolved souls here is what Hitler believed. Hitler believed that he was going to eliminate the troublemakers and create a master race. And I'm sure in his mind, he thought that was positive to do. The devastation that wrecked their biosphere and caused its disintegration resulted from what you call war. The escalation went to the furthest extent of the technology that this social complex, the Maldekian social complex, had at its disposal in the space-time present of the then time. This time was approximately 705,000 of your years ago. The cycles had begun much, much earlier upon this sphere, the Mondekian sphere, due to its relative ability to support the first dimensional life forms. At an earlier point in your space-time continuum of your solar system, the entities were so traumatized by this occurrence that they were in what you may call a social complex knot or a tangle of fear. Some of your time passed. No one could reach them. No beings could aid them. Approximately 600,000 of your years ago, now remember, this happened 705,000, so this is 100,000, 105,000 years later, 600,000 years ago, the then existing members of the Confederation were able to deploy a social memory complex and untie the knot of fear. The entities were then able to recall that they were conscious. This awareness brought them to the point upon what you would call the lower astral planes, where they could be nurtured until each mind-body-spirit complex was able to be healed of this trauma to the extent that each entity was able to examine the distortions it had experienced in the previous life illusion complex. Okay, so now the beams of the tangled knot were being untangled and they would get individuation and end up in lower astral and um, but they had individuation but 
they still had trauma, okay? And um, then they were working with the mind-body-spirit complex was finally able to be healed of this trauma to the extent that each entity was able to examine the distortions it had experienced in the previous life complex. So there's a key there, just in general for trauma, that your ability to examine the trauma in the most detached way is key to releasing the trauma. Okay. After this experience of learned teaching, the group decision, and this is the group of the Maldekians that were in the lower astral, was to place upon itself a type of what you may call karma alleviation. For this purpose, they came into incarnation within your planetary sphere in what were not acceptable human forms. This then, they have been experiencing until the distortions of destruction are replaced by distortions towards the desire for a less distorted vision of service to others. Since this was the great, this was a conscious decision of the great majority of those beings in the Maldek experience, the transition to this planet began approximately 500,000 of your years ago. And this type of body complex and the type of body complex available at that time was used. Okay, now if you notice, the infinite Omaldeck was 705,000 years ago. 600,000 years ago, they were, they were beginning to waken this group up and bring them into the lower astral planes where they could be nurtured. And it was 100,000 years after that that they started to take on some kind of body, but it was not an acceptable human body, and they were put in the type of body complex available at that time. Question. And have any of the Amaldeck entities transformed now? Are they still second density? Or are they forming some third density planet now? Well, the consciousness of these entities has always been third density. The alleviation mechanism 
was designed by the placement of this consciousness in second-dimensional physical-chemical complexes, which are not able to be dexterous or manipulative to the extent which is appropriate to the workings of third-density distortions of the mind complex. Question. When did this first call occur, and how did it occur? Well, the first calling was approximately 46,000 of your years ago. The calling was of those of Maldex. Okay, now, I'm just trying to figure out here. You know, this is like the third time I've read this in a couple of days. And let me see if I understand what happened 46,000 years ago. And what was the calling? Was the calling the Maldekians calling for help? Um, the calling was of those of Maldek. These entities were aware of their need for rectifying the consequences of their action and were in some confusion in an incarnate state as to the circumstances of their incarnation. The unconscious being aware, the conscious being quite confused. This created a calling. The Confederation sent love and light to these entities. Now, um, pointing out something I read earlier, the Confederation sent a, a group soul to help them. But they didn't say who the group soul was. Was it the Ra group? I don't know. I would ask that question. When did this first call occur, and how did it occur? The first calling was approximately 46,000 of your years ago. Okay. And when they call... When there was a calling 46,000 years ago, the Confederation sent love and light to those entities. And, you know, oftentimes when we do our healing list and somebody dies, they say they're sending love and light to the person on the other side. Okay, now we'll go back to the business at hand of doing the book. I want, as we cover this early part of the 75,000-year cycles, I would like to go back a little bit, quite some distance perhaps, before the 75,000-year cycle occurred, and take one more look at the transfer of entities from Maldek to clear up this point. 
I'd like to check the time that you gave us because because we have some distortions in numbers back at the early part of this. And I'm afraid this might be distorted. The entities from Maldek were transferred how many years ago? Ra, the entities of which you speak underwent several transitions. The first occurred 500,000 years ago as you measure time. At this time, the entities were transformed into a knot. This continued for what you would call hands of time. Those entities aiding them were repeatedly unable to reach them. At a period approximately 200,000 years in your past, as you measure time, a confederation entity was able to begin to relax this knot from which none had escaped during planetary annihilation. These entities then were transformed again into the inner or time-space dimensions and underwent a lengthy process of healing. When this was accomplished, these entities were then able to determine <coughs> the appropriate movement, shall we say, in order to set up conditions for alleviation of the consequences of their actions. Now keep in mind, because of the way this planet destroyed itself, it sounds like the majority of the people had guilt, which created karma, okay? At a time 46,000 of your years in the past, this being approximate, as you measure time, these entities chose incarnation within the planetary sphere. Question, both? Ra, at one time space, in what is your past? There was a population of third density beings upon a planet which dwelt within your solar system. There are various names by which this planet has been named. The vibratory sound complex most usually used by your people is Maldek. These entities destroying their planetary sphere thus were forced to find room for themselves upon this third density, which is the only one in your solar system at their time-space present, which was hospitable and capable of offering the lessons necessary to increase, to decrease their mind-body-spirit distortions with respect to the law of one. Now, 
But in this comment, what I'm reading here is a website which is searchable on the raw material. It's not LL Research. It's another website. And I should probably mute Terry. Is that right? <laughs> it's all right. Don't feel bad. I can mute you. I can mute myself. You are? Okay. The reason this this is the searchable. So the, the way I'm reading this may not be linear to the time that the questions were asked. Does it sound like this answer was asked, was given previous to all of the other stuff? Were they giving um, an overview? Question. Just to clarify, could you tell me approximately how many total mind-body-spirit complexes were transferred to Earth at the beginning of this last 75,000-year cycle. Well, the transfer, as you call it, has been gradual. Over 2 billion souls are those of Maldek, which has successfully made the transition. Approximately 1.9 billion souls have from many portions of the creation entered into this experience at various times. Now, I think they're talking about non-Malbeckian souls from other areas of creation. The remainder are those who have experienced the first two cycles upon the sphere or who have come in at some point as wanderers. Some wanderers, having been in this sphere for many thousands of years, others having come far more recently. Question. Backtracking just a little bit today, I would like to know if the reason the nuclear energy was brought into this density 40 or so years ago had anything to do with giving the entities that were here who had caused the destruction of Maldek another chance to use nuclear energy peacefully rather than destructively. Is this correct? Ra. This is incorrect in that it places the cart before the horse. The desire for this type of information attracted this data to your people. It was not given for a reason from outside influence. Rather, it was desired by your people. From this point forward, your reasoning is correct in that entities have desired the second chance 
which you mentioned. Question. Then our present race is formed of the few originally who came from Maldek and quite a few who came from Mars. Are there entities from other places? Ra, there are entities experiencing your time-space continuum who have originated from many, many places, as you would call them, in the creation. But when there is a cycle change, those who must repeat must find a planetary sphere appropriate for this repetition. It is somewhat unusual for a planetary mind-body-spirit complex to contain those from many, many various locations. But this, this explains much. For you see, you are experiencing the third-dimensional occurrence with a large number of those who must repeat this cycle. The orientation thus has been difficult to unify, even with the aid of many of your teach learners. Question. Is there a particular race of people on our planet now who are incarnated here from second density? Ra, there are no second density consciousness complex here on your sphere at this time. However, there are two races which use the second density form. One is the entities of the planetary sphere you call Maldek. These entities are working their understanding complexes through a series of what you would call karmic restitution. They dwell within your deeper underground passageways and are known to you as Bigfoot. The other race is that being offered a dwelling in this density by guardians who wish to give the mind-body-spirit complexes of those who are of this density at this time appropriately engineered physical vehicles as you would call these chemical complexes, in the event there is what you call nuclear war. Okay, so the Maldekians, now the, uh, there's questions that I would ask here, where did, are all the Maldekians Bigfoot? In other words, is there a population of two billion people? underground who are Bigfoot Maldekians. And then the other race All right, we're going over and we're probably off 
PBS. Okay, then I muted you. You, were, you came in double. I just muted your your console line. Correct your microphone, please. Are you, are you talking to your phone or to your uh, computer? Okay, he dropped out. Hello? Yes, here you now. Okay, good. All right. I kind of phased out. I should have stuck that session a little sooner. Is is Sija there? I am here. I am late, but I'm here. <laughs> how, how how large is our healing list? Let's have a look. Um, seven requests. All right. Well, let me just tell everyone who's not familiar. We do have a multitude of beings on the other side here paying attention to us. And when we do our healing list, some of those beings can very likely work with you. We've had a lot of people have positive feedback about being on this list. And so I am going to turn it over to Tija. And if you're on BBS, we're going to go over. So thank you for being here. And uh, we do this call every Sunday morning. We hope you'll come again. And uh, over to you, Sija. Yeah. 